Boys and girls all over the world, tune that dial in to the show where the hosts put what they hate most on a wheel and give a spin. Cause it's movie night and the time is right to kick back and let go. If you're in the mix and you like good flicks, then you came to the wrong show. It's the weekly watch wheel. It's the weekly watch wheel with Matt, Jimmy, and Shamley. Hey everybody, welcome to the weekly watch wheel where we'll watch a movie. Wow. That was grandiose. My name is Matt. I'm here with my friend Shanley. Shanley, how are you today? I am spectacular. Spectacular. What What's something wonderful in your day today? Let's spread positivity. Well, I woke up from sweet dreams after watching Russell Madness, and I just feel like my life has been changed. Wow. It's the part of your life that you never knew that you were missing. Exactly. How are you doing, Matt? Oh! Oh! I've been asked. <laughs> I feel... I feel... See, this is why we don't ask. (laughs) I feel acknowledged, cherished. I feel important. I feel threatened. I feel concerned. I feel unsafe. Unfortunately, Shanley, it's not just the two of us here. We've got another person breaking the peace. Hey, Peacebreaker Jim, how you doing? Yeah, that's what they call me. The PBJ. PBNJ. Oh, hell yeah. I am in. I like that. How you doing, PBNJ? Oh, no, it's not PBNJ. It's PBJ. PBJ? Yeah. How you doing, PBJ? I don't know. Now I'm trying to decide if it should be PBNJ. It does, but it also doesn't. It does, but it doesn't. Hmm. Hmm. What, what did we just do, Jim? What did we do as, as a friends group last night? Oh, God. What did we do? <laughs> the movie, Jimmy. <laughs> Oh, yeah, okay. You know that. Uh, we saw the attempted destruction of the art form of cinema. Mm-hmm. Um, Translation. We watched Russellmania. No, we didn't. Russell Madness. Russellmania. Watched Russell Madness, but we're all pretty sure that they were going to call it WrestleMania. They were because they put it in the song, basically. The song is WrestleManiac. WrestleManiac. That's how they say. Gonna it. be the champion. Internet, Internet sensation. Is does that is that making the playlist? You know, it's <laughs> definitely they played it so many times in the movie that it really grew on me by the end. <laughs> like I was in. Well, before we get ahead of ourselves, Shanley, you spun, you chose Russell Madness. Can you give us a good summary of the movie? Yeah. So there's this family. Um, the grandpa dies and gives up a wrestling theater in Portland. So the family has to move up wrestling there. Theater? What would you call it? I don't know. I'm sorry. It's a wrestling arena. Sure. It's very theatrical looking. It is. For an arena. <laughs> okay. Any, anyways, the family needs to move up and take over the business. And the deal is they need to have it turn a profit within a year or four year. And then they can sell the business and do whatever. Really? <laughs> yeah, that's what the grandpa said. 
It was in the beginning with the it lawyer, was that, right? Was that a condition of the will? Yeah. I wasn't paying attention. I was, what for was the it? first... <laughs> they They were required to run a profitable business in the arena for one full year before they could sell it. Did you know that? I didn't even know. The only contract I remember them fighting over was the legal owner of Russell. Mm. So I didn't know there was a second contract concerning the conditions of... So they were. This movie took place over a year. I don't know. I don't think so. Yeah. Oh my god. Well, I wasn't paying attention for the first fifteen minutes because I was just trying to come up with more wrestler pun names. Before before we continue, let me know if any of these are good. Okay. The world's strongest dog, Bark Henry. Anyone? Also known as Sexual Chocolate. I am not familiar enough with wrestlers to appreciate these. Okay. I'm sorry, Matt. We'll, we'll keep going. Cactus Jack Russell. How's that, Jimmy? Any good on that one? I don't know who that is. Cactus Jack. He's uh, one of McFoley's characters. Okay, we'll keep going. How about this? X-Pac. Was that good? No, that's bad. What about... Okay, this is the last one I came up with before I gave up. Spade Mysterio. What? <laughs> like Ray Mysterio, but Spade. Oh, wow. Spade. <laughs> Mysterio. I thought spade like the suit of cards. No. Or like a shovel. No, he's been spayed. Yeah. Were any of those good? No. I should have paid more attention to the movie then. <laughs> Shanley, were any of those good? <laughs> I think it would really help to know. No, it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> no, it would not. So Bark Henry is Mark Henry. X-Pac is X-Pac. But I just emphasize <laughs> The paw. Uh, Spade Mysterio. It's like Ray Mysterio. Those are pretty close, yeah. <laughs> and Cactus Jack Russell is Cactus Jack. I maybe would have benefited just paying attention to the movie then. I didn't get any love for that. But anyway, so y- you just blew our minds by telling us that apparently they had to run a profitable business for one full year before they can sell it. Then what happens? So that's their motivation, I guess. And there's a monkey running around the building and it's not clear if the monkey is possessed by the spirit of their dead grandfather it's extremely clear that that's not what's happening i feel like it was heavily implied multiple times (laughs) give me an example of that the grandpa or the monkey would say something and the dad would say something like dad are you there like right no definitely not and here's why because number one his dad wasn't there papa maximiliano was his grandfather Hmm. well yeah grandfather (laughs) no he didn't say that i feel like it wasn't said (laughs) but the acting was so good that you could see it on their faces i feel like it wasn't said but it was very much implied well maybe i can help you out here i wrote down this quote this is something that the mom says she says I know this sounds crazy, but I can feel your Papa Max's presence here. No. <laughs> yes. I don't think she ever said that. I'm pretty sure every time she mentioned him, she said, your Papa Maximiliano. Well, she still says, I know this sounds crazy, but I can feel your... Maybe she said Papa Maximiliano's I agree. presence uh, yeah, here. That's the only part I'm, I'm having an issue with, because it was offensive how much they tried to say Papa Maximiliano... Like it's a phrase that any person 
would ever say casually. Hmm. They're the Ferraro family. I remember that. I get a point for that. Okay, ca- carry on, Shanley. So you're talking about the demonically possessed monkey. <laughs> yeah, so that's just around. His name's Hunk. Meanwhile, we see a pet store that's selling a litter of adorable Jack Russell Terrier puppies. Oh, yeah. And do you remember what the pet store's name was? I really do not. Um, if I had to guess, say like paws and stuff. <laughs> that is sadly incorrect. Pass it I know, to Matt. I know pass Matt, Matt knows. You want to pass to Matt or you want to try again? Matt, what is it? What is Pet Utopia? Wow. I don't know how I missed that. Pets? <laughs> was it paws it was, and stuff is better? It was printed on their t shirts pretty large. I don't know how you missed it either. But carry on. Adorable Jack Russell's at Paws and stuff. Yeah, so this litter of puppies and say eight of them all get bought up real quick. And this one little puppy, for whatever reason, every time someone picks this puppy up, it pees on them very dramatically. And people just decide that they hate this puppy and they don't want to take it home. And so this puppy lives alone, very miserable life in this pet store for a year i don't know it's a very long time he he grows (laughs) they say that like he hit his anniversary and now he is no longer a puppy so Uh he has to go to the pound i don't remember so much of this movie (laughs) i don't know if they say that he's hit his anniversary but they say you're not a puppy anymore and nobody wants you or something like that brutal it's pretty brutal and insane. The way they act about this dog, it pissed me off. This is ridiculous. <laughs> what pet store would uh, a grown adult man pick up a dog and be like, no one's going to adopt you, adorable puppy, <laughs> if you keep being bad? And also telling, like, pleading with the people in the pet store, like, I promise he's a good dog. He's not always like this. First off, there was like 10 dogs that were still there so they hadn't sold any of them Mm. so it's not like they're like the other puppies are just flying off the shelf and this one just won't sell like they were pretty new when he's already in that mindset and i kind of think that his attitude was more the problem with making the sale wow isn't isn't that often the case yeah for sure Mm. with getting rid of puppies it's the salesman (laughs) no i'm pretty sure the thing with puppies is that they sell no matter what like you can't not sell a puppy i've tried well there is a defect with this puppy not only is he the runt but he's got a weird problem he pees in people's face <laughs> yeah, regularly how many times would you say over the course of this movie he pees in, in somebody's face i don't know like four i would say four i would say four he pees in the little boy who, first off, we immediately all, I think, out loud said, I do not like that kid. <laughs> yeah. When the first kid, I was terrified that he was going to end up being the, main, the like, character. main character. I was too, yeah. Because I was on site. I was like, this kid's face deserves to be peed upon <laughs> by a dog or someone age appropriate. Not anything <laughs> R. Kelly-ish. Um, Thanks for that. I'm just saying, I don't want anyone to start writing letters in, you know, we don't need that anymore. No. Yeah, so there's the little boy who gets peed in the face, there's like the manager of the pet store. I know, I think there's somebody else who gets peed in, in the face. I think there is like a customer that was a man, after oh. the kid. 
and then and then the manager of the pet store and then a, a wrestler later on i think it was vic vice oh vic vice is his first opponent yeah, I think he pees on his face. I, I I don't remember him getting his dirty paws on Russell. Well, we'll we'll get there. Shanley, we interrupted you. Anyway, they 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 they're saying you're no longer a puppy. No one's going to want you. We're going to yeah. send you to the pound. So we're going to euthanize you. Weirdly, this <laughs> this puppy that's been alone in a pet store, which it looks like it was there alone for about a year. <laughs> yeah. And is really sterile looking completely empty pet store environment and then it hears it overhears the person talking about going to the pound and i don't know how the dog knows what the pound is the other dog the pomeranian or whatever tells him hey man they're gonna send you to the pound bro wow you gotta get out of here that's really good writing okay i thought there was more understanding but i guess he just took his word for it hmm Right? Am I? I guess so. I've never met a Pomeranian that I've not been able to trust. So I see where he's coming from with that. So he karate chops, spins out of his enclosure. Yeah. And he escapes his pet store and stumbles upon the wrestling arena and then goes in and pees on someone's face. Apparently. Okay, so that's how he ends up getting introduced to the Ferraro wrestling arena. And then... Honestly, everything after that just became a big blur of what is happening. There was a dog wrestling grown men. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So... Uh, Let let me see if I can help out from here. He beats up this wrestler named Vic Vice, pees all over him, and he ends up being the all-star attraction for the Ferraro wrestling arena. And so they start selling out shows, but they are not making quite enough money because they need to make repairs on the building. So they hire him out to like the world United or the wrestling United Federation. Is that right? I think. Yeah. Woof. (laughs) It's woof. That's incredible. I didn't notice it was a wolf. So then, of course, as he is fighting for the Wrestling United Federation, he ends up being too busy, and the father of the family is spending too much time away from home, and he misses a birthday, he misses Easter, he misses an anniversary, and they realized that even though Russell is a wrestling star, the most important thing is that a he's a family. A wrestling star. Yes, indeed. That what he needs is a family. And so they gamble the dog's freedom in a final fight where Russell has to face off against a wrestler named Hammer something. I just remember him saying Hammer Time, but I don't think that was his name. No, that was like his catchphrase. Yeah. And... In the end, we learn that the greatest tag team is family. Is that a fair summary of the movie? Yeah. You know, that was actually even painted right above the arena. <laughs> they repeated and they, it many times. They do. They always look at it and like refer to the family motto. What did you think of this movie, Shanley? It is bad, but I'm like amazed 
at how much effort went into making it bad. It's really bad. It's really bad. What What are some, whatever the opposite of a highlight is for you? I remember there was one time Russell was holding a grown man in a rear naked choke. <laughs> <laughs> but of course, you know, little dog legs. It just, it did not look right. It looks like elastic, like. Yeah, it was like curvy. It looked like Stretch Armstrong arms. <laughs> it did. Like it was, they were fully curved around the dude's neck. It was crazy. And it was zoomed in on that. So you just couldn't help but n- notice like how bad that looks. And they held it. And, and the animal performances in this are actually really bad too. I don't know if you guys noticed this, but it felt like they kept just like looping the same shots. Like I think the monkey in particular, his name is Hunk. And he's voiced by Will Sasso of Mad TV fame. The monkey keeps just doing these same gestures. And I think he's like green screened into the shot. There is one scene. uh, It's the first time Hunk asks Russell if he could be his wrestling coach. These words coming out of my mouth feel insane. (laughs) (laughs) When Hunk, the capuchin monkey asks if he can be Russell's wrestling coach. And he does this gesture where he just puts his hand straight up in the air. Not not quite like a heil, but it's... it's like a lowell? <laughs> sure. <laughs> <laughs> so he does the same gesture while talking to Russell from the chair. He does that three times in this scene. And then he does it six times on the stage well, he keeps walking back and forth in the same shot. And because the mouth is CGI'd, it's like it's the same exact camera shot, even though the animation of the mouth is different and the lines are different. So it was very obnoxious. I did notice that as well. It was very distracting. I didn't notice that at all. Because you were so caught up in the art of the movie? Yeah. I just got pulled into the plot in the world building that was happening. Right. I feel like... This is an Airbud Entertainment movie. This is supposed to be your guys' specialty. Like animal training, it, it, it's you had one job to do. Why couldn't you even do this well? How, your turn, Jimmy. How did this movie strike you? It was shockingly bad. Like I, I mean, I guess not shocking because I predicted it. Pretty sure I said that if we chose this film from the options provided, it would be worse than we anticipated, and that was correct for me. Really. Yeah, I didn't think it was going to be good, but it was worse. How was it worse? Um, how was it worse? It was worse because the choices they made in how all of the wrestling worked was dumb. Several examples, just about the wrestling, okay? Not even the family drama or... Well, there's no this. family drama. There is definitely some family drama. They don't get angry at each other. In they parts get mad where... at the dad for missing their birthday and their... No, they don't. They just say it to him. You missed my birthday. You're right. Problem solved. That's how the movie works. Okay, all right, well. Okay, tell us about the wrestling, though, Jim. You want to tell us about the wrestling? The wrestling was ridiculous. So, I hate when things do this. In a lot of media, when professional wrestling is happening, uh, they act like there's not a difference between... MMA and professional wrestling. Kind of like in Spider-Man, like Bone Saw. They like blur the lines between like themed character acting professional wrestling and like actual mixed martial arts, you know? Give me an example. Bone Saw. I just gave you one. 
You just named a character, and now all I can think about is how chunky Randy Savage's fingers were. There's just, like, a lot of, like, taunting and, like, talking and a lot of, like, pauses where they're both just, like, on opposite ends of the ring and, like, breathing heavy and nothing's happening. And it's like, if these are professional, like, fighters, that's not how that would work. Uh, There's also a lot of moves that don't really make sense. In this movie, it's easy because half of them involve a dog. (laughs) But, um, like, just jumping off of things onto people doesn't yeah. really work in a fighting situation but don't they do that in pro wrestling that's my point but in pro wrestling people aren't like they're going with it like it's basically like okay. agreed it's not choreographed to the point where like they're falling on purpose but it's choreographed in a way that it's like you know how you have to react when the person chooses to do this move right so it's like mild resistance fighting and in this they just act like everyone's like scared to fight other people and it's like what are you afraid of you guys are actors this isn't a real fight and also besides just that aspect of it when we're watching the dad nate get ready to go yeah you got his name good job man when we're watching nate get ready to go fight several times in this movie He's, like, all stressing about it and, like, freaking out because he's going to have to go do this. And it's like, not only are you the promoter and the owner of the venue and everything, but also your family's been in this forever. You should know better than that. So it takes me out of it. It bothers. Like, I could deal with the, the talking dog. talking monkey and the rustling dog, but... When the guy running the business doesn't know how the business works, it pisses me off. That's a really weird hill to die on for this movie, but I, but so, I don't disagree with you. It, I just there's a lot of weird stuff in this movie, so that bothers me. But even more so, it bothers me that like I have a dog about the same size as Russell. Okay, and if we ever fought. I would destroy him. I know you could just kick the dog. Yeah, I mean, I could do anything to him. I could do whatever the hell I want with this dog. He would have no chance. And and dogs are such suckers for affection. You could just pretend that you're wanting to play with the dog, and then boom, you take him out. You deceive them. Yeah, and also the dog like ties one guy's shoelaces together or and around <laughs> his feet. Yeah, and it's like really. You didn't think to like reach down and grab the dog while he was doing that? And how come his shoelaces were so long? His shoelaces were well, like 50 Well, because they yards. wear boots. They uh, wear those wrestler boots. I don't know if I bought that. I felt like they were, those shoelaces got longer. Yeah, you might have a point. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then the mummy guy <laughs> yeah. that he unravels and he spins okay. and then falls I, down. I know what the mummy wrestler's name is. Did you catch what the mummy wrestler's name was? No. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Darn it. No, I don't. You don't? What is the mummy's name? The mummy's name was... The Mummy. (laughs) (laughs) They didn't even give him a name. The announcers, uh, one of whom being Fred Willard, he he goes, Russell has got the bandages of the mummy. He was my favorite character by far. What about Ratzenberg? No, Fred Willard was the funniest person in this movie. And it's not even close. But he had a he had a partner 
they were the original announcers back when Papa Maximiliano ran the Ferraro arena, and now they're old. And Fred Willard says to the other announcer, what have you been doing all these years? And he says that I've been a chimney sweeper, and he starts going through the intricacies of chimney sweeping, and then he's bringing out all the different instruments for cleaning a chimney. And he goes, this one, it's kind of a useless tool. And then a heckler from the audience shouts out, <laughs> yeah, you're a useless tool. <laughs> that was really good. That was You're right. That guy's the funniest character. <laughs> That was excellent. Yeah, that was low-hanging fruit, but really well executed. I didn't. I wouldn't expect them to go there. It was the best line in the movie. Really? What about uh, when Hunk says, What brings you to the mean alleys of Portland? Or what about when Hunk says, Hey, Nate, what happens on the road stays on the road. Oh, what was that about? <laughs> that, was, that was so good. So this is when Russell's... He's he's a big shot now, and they've been touring for months and months and months, and they come home for the first time, and Hunk, the monkey, the capuchin monkey played by Will Sasso, whispers in the dad's ear, what Ooh. happens on the road stays on the road. Yeah. that That's some dark stuff, man. What, what happened on the road that he doesn't want the family to know yeah, about? Yeah, I think for a brief moment, he's kind of like a Ted character. Okay. Have you did you see Ted? I never watched Ted, but I know it is about the Seth MacFarlane's a living teddy bear kind of thing. Yeah, which I appreciate because in that Ted gets like he's famous and so in the beginning there's a montage of like Mark Wahlberg's but the child version and Ted going on like talk shows and like kind of becoming minor celebrities. Okay. And so because of that he gets into like a drug party lifestyle. <laughs> And so then he's kind of got this like older kind of like he's seen some party like old dude persona. Okay, so that brings up an interesting. And that's the vibe that I feel like Hunk had. Well, Hunk's been in show business for what forty years. Yeah, that's why he's like, hey man, like he's like, I get how this works. You know, what happens on the road stays on the road. So I think they said it was forty years since the the dad had like been back there as a child like what was the 40 years i don't know that was just my estimate did they actually say 40 years i feel like they did because i remember thinking how old is this monkey yeah the well the monkey belonged to the grandfather and then he's still kicking around now and then he's still around at the very end the final shot of the movie is the the main boy max grows up and is an adult and hunk is there yeah so the first thing in my notes was i looked up that Capuchins live between 15 and 25 years. Wow, so this is a movie about miracles. Yeah, and so the Capuchin was... Hunk, sorry. Hunk was... Yeah, he has an identity, Jimmy. Not like a baby monkey in the beginning flashback scene of the movie. Okay. And he had already escaped from... Laboratory. The lab that they experimented on him at. So, <laughs> so and that was stupid. in like that was in like the earlier mid eighties or something. I know because the dad has his weird story about how back it was in, a time called the eighties. Yeah, I hated that. That was line. a funny. Line. That was that was it when was I comedic. That was the first thing that made me hate this movie. I think that set the tone. It was that, and then that kid's face. But <laughs> um, this came out in twenty sixteen. I think you're right. Yeah. So the monkey, if this is taking place at the time of release, was already 36 years at least 
Right. So he's over 10 years beyond the expected maximum life expectancy. At least. So he could be even, he's probably like 45. Wow. He, uh, let me say he looks great for his age. He does, and he's not slowing down one bit. <laughs> Maybe it's because he was experimented upon in the lab. Yeah, I I would love... He deserves a spinoff. An, an origin story? Okay. I don't I, even want an origin story. I want one taking from here forward. Do like, you want Now the... that he's out in the open as a talking monkey slash wrestling coach <laughs> for dogs so stupid not just for dogs he trains the children too and he specifically says that he speaks dog and capuchin and human i i think he says he speaks six different species i think he says zebra yeah i don't know <laughs> it's crazy um so i want to see that that's the movie that needs what to if happen. the spinoff is the what happens on the road stays on the road what if it's called hunk what happens on the road hunk on the road <laughs> it's just about his crazy drug habit yeah. but but i kind of wanted russell to like let the fame go to his head and him like stop taking the calls of the dad and becoming like a hot shot and like <laughs> having like a drug problem and i he- do like that for sure like he has to learn the hard way on his end <laughs> yeah. that family is the best tag team. I had this fantasy in my mind of like him being alone in like a in his dressing room, like throwing things and breaking mirrors because he's all hopped up on speed. <laughs> I would watch that movie. That'd be incredible. Real quick, going back to my problems with the way that the Airbud Cinematic Universe treats the ABCU, yeah, the ABCU, the way that they treat. Um, wrestling so i wanted to find wrestling. this wrestling my bad the, i wanted to find the specific line that pissed me off towards the end of the movie the dad says where i come from wrestlers win on their own merit for love of the sport not by faking it and he's saying that because he's upset they intended to have the hammer like throw the fight against uh, yeah, Russell. yeah 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 and they're um, really upset about it and i was like that's hilarious that this guy grew up in a wrestling family and he still at this advanced age hasn't realized that that's not how it works at all something just popped into the head of mine the greatest wrestler when Nate was growing up was who do you remember il maniaco shanley do you got it, it was something <laughs> Um, I thought it was, yeah, just Illmaniac. It is Illmaniac. Is him being Russell Maniac a play on that? That You didn't get that? That's why he's wearing the same outfit. <laughs> I didn't get that at all. This movie's so stupid. Yeah, it's it's Russ Illmaniac. <laughs> I can't believe you guys didn't get that. That was really obvious to me. It's stupider than anything that's in my wavelength. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, yeah, that went way over my head. <laughs> Let's give ourselves some credit, Shanley. I think it went beneath our heads. I think it was, it was such a bad thread that it never even crossed our minds. <laughs> that's Russell. <laughs> And the music for this movie is incredible. I, 
it's that's a really the best che- thing. <laughs> it is. It's a really cheap mu- movie, so they don't have like real pop songs or anything. It sounds like they got maybe like the band that records covers of songs for like kids bop and stuff to write their own songs, and they are nonsensical. There's just a random grouping of lyrics. There's like, rise like a phoenix, you can take it, just don't fake it. (laughs) It's really weird. And then, of course, our favorite song, the WrestleManiac montage song that says, WrestleManiac, gonna be the champion. Internet sensation. It was the best. There, but there was that other song I can't remember, but it was also great. The soundtrack for this is the best part of the movie. And I, we 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 paused on. We paused. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> we paused on. That reminds me. You know, up on the housetop, the Christmas song. Is it reindeer pause or is it reindeer pause? Because reindeer don't have pause, do they? Up on the housetop, reindeer. I didn't know that that was the word that happened there. <laughs> Damn, the mystery continues. Anyway. I thought it was click, click, click. <laughs> <laughs> That's a Tupac song. <laughs> that you're thinking. Um, uh, wait, wait, wait. We said something. That yeah, I... no, we paused to look, paused to look at all the songs in the credits. And I was like, oh, man, they had a song by the Wiggles. But they didn't have a song by the Wiggles. It was by the Woggles. It's <laughs> <laughs> incredible. And then there was so I'm a Christian. I don't dislike Christians, but we make really bad things. And there was like bad Christian movie like all over this. Like the mom is total like a bad Christian movie actor, and the music in the credits were like bad Christian music. And I think it was because there's two songs on there by. The Divine Love Mission Band. <laughs> so, I didn't catch it. <laughs> the two songs, but I, I think I added the and band to it just to make it sound more hokey. I think it's called Divine Love Mission. Um. Oh, I really loved. The... Did you divine love it? Yes. Okay. Um. The bad guy wrestler dude, the champion from Hammer. Woof, the <laughs> World United United Federation. Federation Wrestling United Federation. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, so Woof, the organization that tries to buy up the Ferraro wrestling group. Which, like, what do they even have? Because he's hiring these, like, random models to be his wrestlers. So, other than the dog, what are they buying? But anyways, let's not get to that yet. The guy that's their champion is... Is he just called... Are we just saying his name is The Hammer? Let's I look feel it like up. there was a... Let's a give some integrity. While I'm looking it up, I will sing for you the WrestleManiac theme song wrestlemaniac gonna be the champion internet sensation wrestlemaniac there's a character named butt the clown i didn't catch that we have to talk about that what butt the clown yeah so i thought butt the clown oh wait the well, let's the stay hammer on topic, character's name is about. the hammer okay i had no idea so so the hammer comes out and his song is like a super blatant ripoff of Thunderstruck by ACDC. I am mm. shocked that they didn't get a lawsuit because of it. Because it's such like a... Like, that's all I heard when it was happening was like, this is clearly 
the singing style was a ripoff of yeah. the dude from ACDC. Yeah. Which, which character? The, the hammer. hammer. So I was trying to Google and find the soundtrack, and I stumbled upon a link to Facebook um, where uh, someone named Supergroup is claiming, we wrote the theme song for the bad guy wrestler in this movie, a track called Hammer Down. Long live... Oh, Long Live Rock is also on the soundtrack. Check out this great kids movie. And they shared a, <laughs> a trailer for Russell Madness. Well, I will tell you, Shanley, that that checks out because I remember Super Group. We talked, from... about, <laughs> we talked about Super Group when we were going through the credits. I remember that. Oh, man. Wow. So anyways, the main disappointment for me on the soundtrack, because it was great, the disappointing part of it, was that I really was hoping to have something along the lines of there's an air of love and of happiness and this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of Russell Madness at some point. <laughs> because that's the name of the movie, yeah. I thought that they'd have some kind of r- ripoff of that. They didn't, though. And they didn't, and it really bummed me out. I was waiting for it the whole time. I'm sorry. Will Smith needs to get in touch with them for the sequel <laughs> because that's just... You wanted to tell us something about Butt the Clown. Oh, yeah. So when they have that fight, that match, Butt the Clown bounces and it's like very cartoony. It might be the first fight montage against the Vic Vice, Vice. Vic Vice. But there's multiple people in the ring. And I thought it was a reference to the first Air Bud because it's a similar creepy looking like bald on top oh, type of clown. Right. Was and he holding a newspaper? I, he might have been. <laughs> <laughs> but he had a gigantic butt and he like he bounced really? on it and it made like a honk sound and he like <laughs> he got thrown onto his butt and then bounced like 10 feet in the air off of his butt and there was a whole bunch of like crazy oh, defying the laws of physics that happened in that scene and i was like this is upsetting okay i have i i don't remember that i remember my mind kind of just drifting away and remembering, thinking back to like the Royal Rumble, the WWF Royal Rumble, and thinking how I much would have rather been watching 1998's Royal Rumble than this movie. I have two favorite scenes in this movie. One is the weigh-in, but we'll get to that in a second. Dude, I have a note about that too. We'll yes, get to okay. that in a second. <laughs> the second scene is the first one that takes place in the mean street, in the mean alleys of Portland. Oh, hell yeah. When he meets uh, an English bulldog named Dozer, and Dozer has like a Cockney accent, and he keeps bullying Russell out of the scraps that he finds. He basically was doing the like, hello, poppet. Like, that was his whole vibe. (laughs) And uh, he said that he has a condition that means that he needs to eat. He gets hangry, and then he proceeds to explain what hangry is. I have something for you, Jimmy. That dog is voiced... By a voice actor named Chris Coppola. Wow. Nicolas Cage's brother's name is Chris Coppola, Jimmy. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But unfortunately, they're not the same person. But imagine if they would. Damn. Imagine I... if they were the same person. Wouldn't that be incredible if we'd have a connection like that in this movie? That's pretty disappointing. You know, actually, I 
probably missed a lot of this movie because I was really looking into whether it's like, is this Nicolas Cage's brother voicing <laughs> an English bulldog in this movie? Please, please let it be that. But it's not. Uh, I found an interview where Chris Coppola is saying, I'm actually not related to the Coppola family, but I did go to Francis Ford Coppola's vineyard once and I got a discount because I was a Coppola. I hope that his birth name is Chris Cage. <laughs> And that he goes by Chris Coppola because he wanted the clout. <laughs> no, no, no. Better than that. Because he didn't want to, like, siphon off the fame of his Cage family. So, <laughs> so he picked a random other name. I was so disappointed that it wasn't a that Coppola. <sighs> what else to say? Okay, let, let's move it. Let's talk about the weigh-in then. Because the weigh-in is my favorite scene by far. Well, So it tied as soon as they opened on it. Like, I'm a huge UFC nerd, as you know. Mm-hmm. And, like, I'm the guy who actually, like, tunes in on Friday to watch the weigh-in. Okay. That only weirdos watch. And as soon as they cut to, like, a scale in the room, I was like, oh, what are they doing? And <laughs> the guy weighs in. Wait, no, no, no. First, Russell Maniac weighs in, and he's 25 pounds. No, he's not. Yes, he is. 25.5 pounds. Are you sure? Yes. Yeah. There's no way that the hammer weighs 255 pounds. I think that that's what they say. They yeah. do say it. Well, that's why I did the math real quick. I'm smart like that. <laughs> because they, they make a point of saying that he weighs exactly 10 times the weight of Russell. Um, but I would have picked Russell out at like 16 pounds maybe. <laughs> yeah. And I thought that's a lot more reasonable. Because the hammer doesn't look like a huge guy. He's in shape, sure. But... He's not, like, a giant dude. Well, look at me, Jimmy. I don't look like I have a lot of muscles, and still I weigh a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Um, but, yeah, I um, I was pissed because what's the point of the weigh-in? You're fighting a dog. And, <laughs> like, what are they going to do? Like, okay, you know, the hammer didn't make weight, so the belt isn't on the line for this. It's just a, an exhibition match. Like, it, it it's funny no because they're like both like scowling at each other. It's really intense. Yeah, I love that at, they made Russell snarl and like. <laughs> and then at, at that one part, like the hammer it starts to get violent, and so Russell kind of like flies. He like yep. flies through the air. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. But what what is supposed to be happening is he's jumping onto the podium so he could scowl at the hammer at eye level. It's really good. That's my favorite scene of the movie. Yeah, that was pretty bananas. Um, oh, there's so many monkey and banana puns throughout this movie by things that I don't like, even think they're puns. They just say monkey and banana a lot. They do, and not all of them have to anything to do with Hunk the monkey. Sometimes Ratzenberg's character just says, "Don't make a monkey out of me." Yeah, there's no monkey in the scene. It's just weird. They just insert these things. Shanley, do you have any favorite scenes that you want to talk about? I I don't know. I feel like as we're talking about this and as I'm listening, I'm like, what was this about? This was so nonsensical. Why was this made? Did anyone else think that this was going to kind of be maybe like a Coco type situation where Honk was the... The grandfather? Grandfather's like spirit living on. Did you say that in the beginning of this podcast? <laughs> yes, and I feel like you guys mocked me for ever having that idea. I still don't think that that's what happened in the movie, and that's not uh, that I didn't, wasn't thinking that from the beginning. 
it no it definitely didn't happen in the movie like that's made very clear but i had that thought when it first opened i'm saying it now because i'm going back through my notes and so i remember we did say that at the beginning of the podcast um what about the scene outside of the wf arena when they're fighting over who gets to keep russell and the dog not not russell the character but the dog who's playing russell is clearly freezing he's like shivering and shaking it's horrifying to watch do you do you remember this no i didn't see that and it was again one of those things where they keep going to the same shot and in the same shot he's just shivering and he, he looks very miserable it's depressing but guys i'm about to revitalize this conversation because that's when russell drops the best line of this movie which is of course we are a family and family is a verb. Oh my god! Oh my goodness! I totally forgot about that, dude. What the? This hell is like is the. F- this is like the fourth best line of the movie realization during this podcast. Uh, yeah, it, it felt like a line that they might have like referenced back. earlier, yeah, but like it, maybe the scene got cut or I something. Think that's exactly what happened because it is nonsense. Yeah. <laughs> it is crazy. And then he just keeps talking. He doesn't. Yeah, unpack they it never all. address that or acknowledge it. Like we're a he doesn't give an example of a doing verb. family. Uh, yeah, that was crazy. Family is not a verb, Russell. You're a dog. You don't know anything about English. Um. Well, this movie didn't care about making sense at any point because they also have uh, Hunk the Capuchin has to explain one night when I think Hunk and Russell are sleeping on either side of the child Max. Max, yeah. And Max is asleep while a monkey is speaking dog to his new dog. Um <laughs> <laughs> oh, that felt good. But <laughs> so Russell, being maybe the only sane person in this whole movie, is like, "Hey, man, uh, how do you speak human and dog?" And he goes into this weird, nonsensical backstory about being experimented on in a lab, and that they figured out that he could speak, and then he had to break out, and he's like in a cage but he's also wearing like a prison uniform and carrying like a like a metal ball chain to his ankle but it's not heavy enough that he can't pick it up with his hands and run around with it so it's kind of like what's the point but so he explains it to them then like two scenes later hunk is openly speaking to the entire uh ferraro family and no one questions it at all humans ask Hey, how can you talk, you monkey? Yeah, like the dog, the puppy had to ask what was going on. None of the humans needed explanation. Oh my god! And these, are, I mean, I shouldn't have been surprised because these are also the same parents who watched a dog run in through their back door during a wrestling event, go into the ring, choke a grown man unconscious <laughs> from behind him, like fly through the air onto his back, Choke him unconscious. I cannot believe that we've seen this movie. <laughs> and and then immediately after the match, the family is just like, yeah, you can keep him. Like, 
this dog can sleep unsupervised in our child's bed, even though this it just man killing just dog. yeah just <laughs> tried to murder a grown man. <laughs> and and so yeah, I shouldn't have been surprised that they didn't have any follow up questions for Hunk about like what are you doing in here? How have you been surviving for the past thirty years? Well, this place has been, like, boarded up and collecting cobwebs and dust. You know, I think those parents were just seeing money signs, you know? Yeah, like, I get that. Well, I'm glad you say that, because that brings me to my other note. Why do they not realize that a 50-year-old talking capuchin <laughs> is worth way more money and a much better use of that venue than a wrestling <laughs> dog that loses... Like, he lost because the guy cheated and used a whistle, but still. <laughs> didn't even talk about that. Yeah. He used a dog whistle. And that's not what happens to dogs when you yeah, use a like dog the whistle. Dog... He, like, passes out. Yeah, gets, it's like, like his impulse. kryptonite. <laughs> he, like, slowly, like, collapses so to the ground in pain. I can't even get these words out. <laughs> so that way, the dog whistle incapacitates him. He becomes Im- immobile. So that way he can be pinned <laughs> and the 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 hammer pulls out the dog whistle from inside his sleeve yeah. while he's almost defeated on the mat oh, and blows into it while the crowd is yelling you cheater at him <laughs> and they don't anticipate it for the rematch that he's going to do the exact same thing and, and also some of the characters don't know that he cheated even though the entire arena is is yelling at him for cheating. Yeah, that was crazy. And he didn't think to have like someone in the crowd just be like, "Hey man, here's 20 bucks. Can you just blow into this dog whistle really <laughs> loud halfway time. through or something?" Well, remember he was going to accept money to go down 20 minutes into the fight. Oh yeah, he did say <laughs> 20 that. Minutes he said, in. "When should I go down?" When he gets the offer from uh, Ratzenberg. Ratzenberg, and he's like 20 minutes in, like I, I was pissed as soon as he said that. I'm like, how are you going to fight a dog for 20 minutes and then lose? <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I can't dude? do anything for 20 minutes. Yeah, that's fair. The same way that the inaccuracies with the wrestling bothered you, the inaccuracies with property uh compliance really bothered me because there's a sub plot in the movie that oh with the lady yeah i think her name is bernie yep her name is bernie but she has an accent bernie (laughs) (laughs) dude that was crazy yeah so it was this is what bothers me about kids movies is like they have to just put in these like cheesy gags like that that are like old school like slap humor yeah like three stooges yeah so she's (laughs) checking like the fire safety of the unit she's like opening pipes and like gross yellow goop is like falling on her and stuff and then like she like uses an old fire extinguisher and it does exactly what it's supposed to sprays powder and she goes this is very old anyway so they replace it she says it's gonna cost them sixty five thousand dollars to bring the (laughs) the building into compliance but they do it because they sell the rights to it to Ratzenberg's character Mick whatever um and then she proceeds to inspect their unit by setting off <laughs> yeah, the fire did. sprinklers and then <clears throat> using the fire extinguishers like th- this shouldn't bother anybody but it bothers me and no, you it were bothered on... me fire sprinklers 
break when they work. They have glass in them that shatters when there's the heat from the fire, and that's what makes water come come out of them. They're always pressurized. So for her to test those fire sprinklers, now they don't work anymore. And the same thing with fire extinguishers. Fire extinguishers are pressurized. You use them once, and then they do not work anymore. Yeah, that's so, why they have the pin that you have to pull. That's right. Yeah, so, so that really bothered me a lot. It, it bothered me have. also because they set it up with the Ratzenberg, whatever that guy's character's name. Mix something. He had a mullet in the 80s. Yeah, he sure did. He offers to buy the place. They say no. And he's like, well, uh, you got to be careful. You don't want this place to burn down or something. And it sounds like a threat. Like, he's going to, like, be like, okay, like, you don't sell to me. We're going to, like, rough you up or make this place burn down or something. And then it wasn't at all for a threat. It was, like, he just said it to be nice, I guess. Because, coincidentally, then they get inspected. I thought that was maybe going to be related to him. And it wasn't. And then... Just because they have to pay to bring the building up to code, then they go make a deal with him. And he's like, Nate uses that line on Ratzenberg. He's like, we wouldn't want the place to burn down. So we need, like, he's conning Ratzenberg into giving him the money. It was really dumb. It was really poorly done. Are kids movies like this just, like, they can't afford good writers or do the people just know that they it's don't just care? Like they know it doesn't matter. They're like, yeah. no one is going to watch this movie look except at, look three people idiots. five years from now in an apartment in Seattle. There is a few loose ends. Uh, we don't find out how he gets over his weird peeing problem. There's a yeah. scene where mm-hmm. Max, who's a junior, by the way, I don't know if you could be a junior when you're named after your great grandfather. Can you? Yeah, I don't know. I thought you would know that because it's not really... Uh... Anyway, Max Jr. is in school and he doesn't have any friends. Well, so... But wait, then... you have to have the same middle name, huh? Because I'm named after my grandfather, but we have different middle names. From what I understand, officially, and this is not really the way that we do it in our mm. culture, but officially, you can be a junior without having the exact same name, but you can be a second by having the exact same name. Interesting. But, okay, so Max Jr.'s in school, and then he meets some kids, and he invites them to, like, the wrestling thing. And he oh. says, yeah, I can get you a hot dog. And they're like, we're in. And I'm like, oh, cool, he's making friends. You never see them again. Through the entire Wait, movie, you never see them again. There was a part in the training montage where Max is dressed up in his, like, fancy, weird costume. Like, his wrestling costume. Oh, okay. And then there's a bunch of kids... In like sumo, like blow up sumo suits, oh, and yeah, he's like beating all party. of them in the ring. <laughs> he's beating them. Yeah, are those the same kids? There were only three kids in in that in that school scene, and then there was like nine kids in that fight. I don't know. It was it was choreographed a little bit like Matrix Reloaded, when, when all the agents are are falling uh-huh. on me. Yeah. It was a lot like that, but they were Definitely. in sumo wrestling costumes. I I want to go dark for a second. Oh, yeah. I I am going to tell you guys the plot synopsis of this movie without holding anything back, okay? Go for it. This tells the story from the perspective of the runt of the litter that all he wants and anything in the world is to be a part of a family and to be loved. Circumstances of terror and danger lead him to the business place of this family that he hopes to be a part of, but they force him into a dogfighting ring. 
Yeah. It's pretty damn brutal, isn't it? Especially when you consider that that's probably why he has such a problem with his bladder (laughs) control is because of the trauma from being separated from his family and feeling unwanted and from almost being assaulted in that alleyway by that English dude. (laughs) Not English. It's a dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, that's that's pretty brutal. And, And is this worse than like... Because there are real stories like that about dogs being forced to be in dog fighting rings. Is this worse because they're forcing him to fight humans? I mean, it's better because he wins. Okay. And it's fake fighting. But it's worse, I guess, because the dad, Nate, doesn't know that it's fake fighting. (laughs) (laughs) Because he hasn't been there since he was a child. I think that's like why... That would have been hilarious if there was a point where he realized... That it was all fake. Like, if if they had taken that moment when the Hammer wins in the first match against Russell, and Rassenberg's like, you idiot, it's always been fake. And he breaks down and is like, oh my god. Like, <laughs> He's my Papa flashbacks. Maximiliano lied to me. And then he burns like, down the and arena. Then, oh, and then that would have tied back into that, dude. He burns down the <laughs> the wrestling gym. I love this. I think it would have been a better movie. <laughs> can we do like a dark retelling of this? We can just, we could probably just recut it. Uh, what did you guys think about the sister? I have in my notes, she looks like South Dakota fanning. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know if that was funny. I didn't know that was going to get a big I feel so bad for hating her face. <laughs> but I do. Like, I feel bad, but... She smiles and it makes me... Makes you what, Shanley? It makes me grimace. Like, I just can't. Okay. She looks like an evil version of Wednesday Addams. <laughs> um, I don't think she... I think she's very cute. I just think she's uh, yeah, just like discount. Well, you're not to be trusted in that department. You have this weird belief that all kids are cute. And that's just not true. Well... But I didn't. I didn't like her in this movie very much. I didn't like her anyway. Um, I, she didn't have anything that she did. I just thought that was. A funny I thought thing it was about. pretty progressive that during her tea party with her brother's action figure, which I guess is her like her dad's action figure of ill maniac. maniac. Um, Russ ill maniac. That's so. But stupid. she puts uh, the ill maniac action figure and. Uh, hunk the capuchin into matching yellow dresses with her and has a tea party mm-hmm. but i think she still calls him mr hunk okay during the party and i was like wow like that's pretty progressive of yeah. this child or this movie to like not just have her refer to him as a girl because he's wearing a dress at the tea party you know okay so i was i was proud of her in that moment for for you know, challenging gender norms. Thanks for that. I appreciate it. it Do you guys bold. want to talk about Dieter Diermunten? Uh, yes. <laughs> okay. T- talk to us about Dieter. What is it? Dieter Diermunten? Uh, I think so. Uh, <laughs> he refuses to work for Nate. Okay. And when we first hear him over the phone, um, and he yodels, that's his whole gimmick. Um, 
And then he ends up making a comeback later in the movie in the rematch between Russell and the hammer <laughs> when they say, okay, we'll do the rematch and it'll be for who gets to own Russell. And it's a tag but team. It has to be a tag team this time. And as we all know, tag team is the family. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he comes back and we see him enter the ring and he's totally in like leader hosen. <laughs> yeah. And his entrance we, music is a yodeling song. Yeah, and we both were like, dude, is he gonna do he's doing some weird like jig kind of thing? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, is he gonna do the Gutentag hop clop? <laughs> and he does like he mid does fight. Like mid fight he starts doing it. Yeah. Um and also how ridiculous is it? So he actually looks like he weighs two hundred and fifty pounds. Yeah, okay. He's a giant man. He, yeah. Weigh like almost double the hammer. And it was this giant Swiss or German man. I think he's Swiss German. Sure, yeah. Okay. Uh it was him and the hammer, who is the champion of Woof. Um <laughs> and they're fighting a dog. And a little boy who's never wrestled before. That's what I wanted to highlight this. Our legacy continues because this is the second movie we've watched where a grown man fights a child. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, wait, wait. Do you know which other movie that happened in? I, I have a guess. Shanley, go ahead, take it. Is it Pet Cemetery? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, at least in that one, they acknowledge that it was no fair. <laughs> no fair, no fair. We we have quite the culture and the legacy that we're building here. Um. Um, <laughs> wow, I didn't realize there would be so many parallels between this movie and, and Pet Cemetery. Pet Cemetery, um, mostly that one. But <laughs> do you remember when Max Jr. does a weird flying two feet foot kick through the air? Yes. And that was ridiculous. Didn't I think that he... was at his birthday party. Wasn't he? So he jumps up. It's in the ring, right? Yeah. He jumps up with his back against the ropes and then just gets completely swung. Yeah. At, like he's like... in seated position. It looks like he's sitting he's on the slingshotted floor. forward. Just both feet flying straight out of him. It's amazing. It was so ridiculous looking. Like, they didn't even try to make that look smooth. Is it just me? Oh, go ahead, Jim. Um, he was trying to do Russell's signature move. Which we all know. Yeah, we it's all know it. The it's the Russell, Russell tussle. tussle. Good job, Shanley. And we know <laughs> that because he performed the Russell Tussle at a talk show that had only one guy in the room. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, he knocked that guy down. What does he say? He's like, come on, baby. <laughs> something like that. I think he said something like, I love me some Russell Tussle. Oh. Said, no? I, think he, I think he said something like, give me that Russell Tussle baby or something. Oh. It was very creepy and weird. The like, tone that the guy did. I was like, what talk show host sounds like this? Like, what are you doing? Yeah, and that had that problem throughout the movie that it was they didn't hire that many extras so the the movie was like very empty there's very few people there's like nobody else at the talk show the arena is really empty just looks really weird 
Uh, oh, you remember there is a titular scene where the useless tool says, this is madness, and Fred Willard goes, this is Russell madness. That was great. And I, I know we're just doing popcorn right now because we've already talked about this, everything that there is to talk about in this movie. It's pretty short. Uh, is it just me or did Apple like pay for this entire movie? Yeah, so I was thrown off because usually in any show or movie where they use like a iMac, an iMac, I'm old. MacBook, a MacBook. Um, I know I'm old as. Shit. Um, <laughs> when uh, when I haven't they seen use... an iMac on a movie since Zoolander. <laughs> I think they use one in that movie with Dave Franco that shows CalArts. He's on like the CalArts website. Remember that? I know you'll know it because you were like, it was probably oh, was like, that a like dumb American scary Animals. Movie. It felt like an episode of Black Mirror, right? No, it was a it was a movie. I know, but it oh, felt. maybe yeah. Okay, whatever. Anywho's, what the hell were we talking about? They, oh yeah, they normally black <laughs> out the Mac logo. Yeah, or they put like some weird sticker over it that kind of makes it hard to identify. Um, but yeah, in this they just fully let it fly, and, and, it was like, and then also Hunk says. I'm just kidding. I'm old school. I don't have any email or an iPhone or Twitter. Like he says iPhone and then like everybody has iPhones in the movie. At one point there's like a really close up shot of Nate's phone as he's texting his iPhone while he's texting with his family. And I mean, I don't mean to uh, battery shame him, but he's only got 23% of a battery. You're a celebrity. Charge your phone. Maybe that was like a Michael Jordan reference for the Airbud, like paying homage to their basketball oh, roots. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, they were really thinking when they made this movie. So, yeah, I would speculate one of two possibilities. Either they knew that no one was actually going to see this movie, and so they were like, we're never going to get caught. We can just, let's not waste the money on a sticker to cover up this no. is just the closest laptop no, put dude. it in the shot they went or out of their way maybe apple owns airbud entertainment oh wow and so they are it's like the whole thing's just become product placement now i yeah but no that's interesting maybe they do i i think that how could they not i think apple product placement alone budgeted for this movie that's what i think but i i didn't think of maybe Maybe Airbud Entertainment, ABE, is owned by Apple. I just think that Apple shouldn't have someone allowing them to spend their money on things like this. <laughs> like, I feel like I have more faith in the company than that. Why Why would Apple, though, openly endorse a movie that so heavily uh, advertises bananas? Because, you know what? <laughs> I think this is great. They are trying to get to the kids while they're young, get them yeah. to be lifelong Apple fans. I don't want to be like Hunk. I need an iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, I didn't like this I don't movie. know what else there is for this Nothing. movie. Nothing. I'm so surprised. We've been talking about this for over an hour now. I think wow. we... Do you have anything I mean, else to add? I really do want a spinoff where Hunk does get more screen time. Okay. Because I'm interested in him. I would watch a mini-series on, like, Hunk's adventures in the abandoned wrestling theater, as my wife says. Hunk's new groove? Um, yeah, that'd be great. I would watch something with his adventures on the road. 
I would watch him becoming like a coach for different animals. Okay. I think that he should definitely I would watch him taking like a night class to learn a different animal language. <laughs> um <laughs> I think I'd, I'd watch pretty much anything with him. I, I like him. What, what if they went the Rocky Five route and um, Russell becomes like a sellout and he turns on Hunk and then Hunk has to fight Russell in the mean alleys of Portland? I think Hunk could definitely take Russell. Oh, yeah. Even at his amazing age. Yeah. Um, I think Russell doesn't stand a chance. Anything else to add on this, or should we go into our rankings? So, one thing, uh, the the other dog tells Russell that he's pound-bound. Oh, the Pomeranian does. Yeah. Uh, so, I thought that was stupid. Um, <laughs> okay. And also, I looked it up, and this movie is not rated on the tomato meter. Tomatometer. Tomatometer. There's no, like, ranking or whatever percentage there. But the audience score does exist, okay. and it's a surprising 37%. Oh, man, that's excessive. Uh, that's gratuitous. It doesn't deserve that. What? It doesn't deserve 37%. Yeah, it's, that's way too high. That's what I mean. It's amazing to me that it's a 37%. Like, that's, that's crazy. You know, there, there is something that I forgot to mention. Do you remember when the mom is like an expert Googler? <laughs> when the dad doesn't know how to hire any i think he doesn't know how to hire any wrestlers so she goes try this and she like goes to the computer and then she googles wrestlers wanted portland and then voila they find everyone like that was great yeah um <laughs> she yeah, has an arc you hated her I, I we didn't talk about that at all you did not like I the mom like you were her. very vocal about that mm-hmm. why <sighs> she just bugged me Okay, this is great content. (laughs) This is some good stuff. Shanley, did you have opinions on anyone else that we didn't mention yet? I didn't like anyone in the family. Like, I kind of actively disliked all of them. I only liked Hunk and Russell and Ratzenberg. Honestly, Nate kind of won me over. I didn't like his face. (laughs) I don't usually judge men on being, like, really thin, but, like... He was surprisingly like, like, lanky? like not even lanky because he didn't seem tall at all. Okay, he's just a small man, and I think mostly because of the line of work that he's trying to get into, I had a problem with it. He was he was too thin to be in the wrestling he's, business. Yeah, I mean, like, I really I don't I, body shame. I I don't I don't usually, but in this movie, it really bothered me. He didn't have a chin really. <laughs> Okay. And he's very thin. No chin and thin. Those are strikes one and two right there. Uh, and so then those two combined with him being a dad and thinking that wrestling was real. Um, <laughs> I just couldn't take it anymore. Uh, but for some reason, I still felt some amount of compassion for him. Uh, I wanted him to get back on the road and keep having those fun times with Hunk. Because I think he he needs it, you know? Sure. Sure. So he won me over. Well, I'm glad. Despite his freakish body. <laughs> there should have been a PETA-like subplot in this movie. Oh, yeah. Like somebody brings some, like, falafel, and 
either. <laughs> You're such an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe in the alley when they're trying to figure out what the dogs are going to eat. <laughs> so here's a pita. It's a pita. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. <laughs> All right. Well, we're a family here, and family is a verb. So, Shanley, why don't you do the honors and give us your ranking first? What's what's your top movie on a movie night, your last movie on a movie night, and where does Russell Madness lie? All right. Um, my rankings. So, most likely to rewatch Jaws the Revenge at the top nice. of the list. Bottom of Bust the list. Bust that boongie. Pet Cemetery. Okay. Um, I want to say Russell Madness lies third from the bottom it is i would be more willing to watch ghost rider but i would watch russell madness over song of the south and then the very bottom is pet cemetery, pet cemetery. wow so towards the bottom for me that's pretty disappointing um <laughs> that ghost rider is right above russell madness <laughs> yeah i don't like that and uh also i i liked pet cemetery a lot and I hated this, and I don't understand how you got there. But uh, what do you got, Matt? What's your rankings? Well, I'm interested. It's Shanley, you want to answer that? Like, how does Pet Cemetery end up where it is at the very end? To be honest, I feel like I'm such an emotional ranker, but... I have an emotional s- ranker about this movie. <laughs> I made this list... Oh. Next movie, I want to see Russell fight a rancor. (laughs) I made... So I kind of add the newest movie to the list right after watching it based on how I feel right then. Okay. And so, I I mean, I think I agree. I don't know if Pet Cemetery really belongs at the bottom of the list. But I feel like when I first saw it, it was like, yeah, no. This is for sure at the bottom, so that's where it is. So, yeah. Okay. That's fair enough. So at the top of my list is still Ghost Rider Spirit of Vengeance. The bottom of my list is Steel. And this is directly above Steel. I never want to watch this movie again. This movie was somehow mercifully short and still way too long. We remember the first time we checked the timestamp, it was 38 minutes into the movie. Yeah, this movie dragged forever, dude. And it's so breezy. There's no conflict in the movie. Every issue is so quickly resolved, but it's just like, ugh. Well, that's why it was bad, because there was nothing... You just felt every one of those minutes, because there's nothing happening. I don't know. There was a flying dog. <laughs> yeah, but barely. He didn't really fly much. It this was stupid. This so bad. I, um, I will never watch... Part of me thought it would be sort of funny to show this movie to my kiddos, because I think that they would like it. Because that's who it's for. It's for kids. Oh, God. Would they really? I would like your kids less <laughs> if they liked this. You can't say that. My kids are awesome, but this Look, is a movie for kids. I'm telling you kids. right now... <laughs> Don't leave them. Don't let me watch your kids after they like this movie. Well, anyway, (laughs) I don't want my kids to watch this movie because when my kids like something, then they put it on all the time. (laughs) And I don't want that to. I never want to see this movie. Introduce them to the soundtrack. We could buy that. You know what? I will listen to the soundtrack. Yeah, I will show them the soundtrack. It's ridiculous. It sounds like it's written by a random phrase generator, but or the Wiggles the woggles (laughs) why do you like this more than steel i think it's i think it's a little bit faster than steel 
No. No way, dude. Definitely not. Shanley, back me up here. I agree. I feel like Steel... I don't know. There was an hour of this movie that... I feel like, honestly, you have me read thinking that this should probably be at the very bottom. Hell yeah. There we go. Because, <laughs> You yeah, want to put that... Russell in the pet cemetery? Yeah. I, I Yes. And you leave him there. You don't let the web net to go. Get him. <laughs> nope. You leave it dead. Because mm-hmm. sometimes dead is better. This time dead is better. For <laughs> yes. Sure. Yes. So Justin- this movie this movie made me want to do something that we've not done yet. I want to remove the ABCU off of <laughs> But we just the corrected list. its name. I know. I'm not going to do that cuz this sounds like a like a, a bad move to do. Like it seems like a, a cheat out. That's the proverbial dog whistle on the sleeve, but I never <laughs> want to do this ever again. I mean, it might be better. I think that this was... So, Shanley took us deep. This is probably, like, as bad as it gets. I don't because think so, man. this is a completely removed spinoff. Like, there is no crossover between... Oh, yeah, Jimmy, you really think the movie that had Rocky the Raccoon in it is, is any better than this? At least that one had Air Bud in it. It's part of the core franchise. This is, like, a spinoff of a spinoff. Okay. This is bad. I didn't say I was going to remove it, but it made me want to. So that's why I know, it's I'm the... just saying I'm defending the ABCU. Like this is this is this was a rough choice. Also, I'm I'm selfishly hoping you don't take this category off the wheel because I'd like to redeem my chance to watch Spymate. <laughs> oh yeah, I forgot the <laughs> monkey ones are in there. Yes. Or, excuse me. Primate, the apes. Back to your question, Jimmy, why I would rather watch this than Steel. Like this is. I said, why is this better? I didn't say it was better than Steel. I said I'm more apt to watching this than Steel. That's the that's what ranking is about. It's not about what's objectively better. I might not have said better. I don't know. I don't know. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> this this movie has colors to it. It's like bright and there's like things moving and there's like stuff happening on screen. Whereas Steel is just like a black and gray and really boring. At least this has ping pong balls flying across the screen. What's your ranking? Sorry. We might not use this. One thing that also really bothered me was that this family has had Russell for like a year now. Okay. Maybe somewhere around there. Uh, They went on the road for a while. They had him fighting at the place in Portland for a while. At the end of the movie, when Ratzenberg's like, oh, you don't actually own the dog, so he's mine. You signed the contract, giving him to us. He's wolf property now. (laughs) Um, Then the random dude from the pet store. I think his name is Josh. Who kept for a year the, like, certificate of adoption for Russell. Yeah. Why did he hold on to it for that long? But he kept that, and he brings that over and is like, I have this, and Russell's really happy with this family. And so I want them to have him. And Ratzenberg's lawyer looks at the certificate of adoption (laughs) and is like, this contract is ironclad. I can't do anything about this. They got us. Like, that guy is the worst lawyer ever. I have the worst lawyers. (laughs) And then Ratzenberg takes a look at it. And doesn't rip it up like any person with common sense would do. Not only could he just do that. But also, you could just be like, all right, man, well, 
you guys are all broke. This dude works at a pet store and you guys have a failing business. Like, I'll see you in court and let's see how long you can fight this legal battle with me. Yeah, no, you're Um, right. There's no just he's just like, oh, damn it. You got me. (laughs) And that's it. And it's like that's uh, that I couldn't deal with it at that point. I was like, this guy. You, so you were on board until that part of the movie. Yeah, I made it. I made it that far in. And that was, it was like, like forty nine minutes into done. the movie. I think it was like an hour and twenty minutes into the Jeez. movie because that was when they were deciding to do the rematch. Oh, and and my heart dropped when they're like, "We're rematching." I'm like, "No, there's more. There's more movie to watch." Uh, yeah, it's uh, good stuff. That's the exact ending to Lilo and Stitch: The Adoption Papers. That's how Lilo and Stitch Yeah, but it wasn't a certificate in that one. Yeah, it was. Was it? Yeah, but it's because they want to find a way to leave Stitch on the island. Mm. So they're like, okay, yeah, that works. Yeah. Anyway, Lilo and Stitch is better than Russell Madness. Give us your rankings, Jim. All right. So um, we all know my clear number one, Ghost Rider. Ghost Rider. Number one, great movie. Everyone go watch it. I can't wait till that gets dethroned. Me too, because it'll be an amazing film <laughs> when that finally happens. And I'm excited. I want more good things in my life. So Ghost Rider, number one. I think last place is this stupid movie. Nice. Uh, so, so Shanley and I are in agreement that Russell Madness is the worst movie it's taking the place of probably steel okay no you know what now that i've taken a little time off from my three viewings i think i'm more likely to watch steel than several other films so it doesn't really matter which ones they're in the second least likely to watch but this one's at the bottom steel's probably moving up to the middle now that i've got some room to breathe from it okay kind of excited to go back to it at some point Wow, like Shaq on a grappling hook. It is, <laughs> it is rising to the top. Yeah. Slowly. Way up. Yeah, it is slowly going up. Mm-hmm. Oh, no more. No more talking about this stupid movie. It's time for something joyous. Another spin? It's my first spin in like over a month. <laughs> Woo! Yeah! That last one was an accident. <laughs> you ready, Jim? Hell yeah. I throw oh, overhand. Chimley, catch it. Wait. Dude. Are you okay? Well, hope you liked having a phone. It's not broken. It is. No, it's not. No, it's not. I told you. <laughs> it's indestructible. Apple sure makes a great product. Mm. Mm. Hunk should get one. <laughs> All right, y'all ready for this? I am so excited. That's a solid spin. Oh, damn it. <laughs> what? You didn't change the name yet. What? Air Buddies franchise. I did change it. Oh, there's a save button. But you we keep doing that, not saving. I, yeah. Why don't you fix things... it real quick? Well, either way, we can't. We just did that one, so you have to respin. There's not. I know. I know I do. But there's not a lot of things on here. Like what? We're missing um, Thomas and Taylor is not on here. Oh, yeah. Add that Ariel. one. Um, yeah, maybe Ariel. I feel like there's a couple other things. There's not that many things on here. No, there's not. Go ahead and add those real quick before you respin. I don't know how to do that, so I'm going to... 
Throwing Toss it, it back, back to you. <laughs> Ready? Overhand. Oh, I got it. <laughs> that was incredible. How do you find that sound effect? I'm not telling you my secrets. Well, fine. Keep your secrets. Family's a verb, Jim. Hmm? Family's a verb. Hell yeah. <laughs> Tag teams are the best family. I don't think that that's it. <laughs> oh, man. I'm so glad we're done with this. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I want it removed. Air Bud Cinematic want, Universe. I want it neutered. A-B-C-U. I think we need to add more movie jar options. Get Should we put jar. like extra movie jar options on the wheel? That's what I was like, saying. Oh, I thought you meant in there. No. So you think there should be like three options to spin it on the wheel? Something like that. Okay, I think I saved it. So I added... Shanley, you gotta catch it. Uh, I updated the ABCU, Ariel's Choice, Thomas and Taylor's 90s recommendation. I feel like we talked about doing like a sequel. Like a sequel. bad sequel. Yeah, we didn't find a way to phrase it though. Okay. Like sequel to a movie... That we've never seen. Yeah. Okay, we'll do it. Unfamiliar sequel. Oh, is something is things with a skull in it on there? Yeah. <laughs> it's phrased exactly like that. <laughs> things with a skull in it. Okay, ready? Second spin. That's becoming a trend. Entry, bad sequel. Bad so, sequel was that was not my last choice, but my prior choice. Yeah, I think we're good. Yeah. We're good. Bad sequel. Oh man. Do you do you have any thoughts off the top of your head? Any genres that you're thinking about? How about Pet Cemetery Two or Pet Cemetery Three? Um Damn, yeah, I don't know. I um I really wasn't prepared for this. I've always wanted to watch the third Matrix movie. Uh, so we might have to sit through that. I don't mind that movie. The third one? Yeah, I don't. Where there's all the exposition about the There's one also and... mecha suits. What? Are you serious? Or mech suits, excuse me. Yeah. In the real world or in the Matrix? In in the real world. Uh, I was more excited about them being in the Matrix. Why? You can have anything in the Matrix, Jimmy. Yeah, well, not mech suits, apparently. You could. They just don't have well, them. Well, you don't. Um... Maybe Grown Ups 3. <laughs> I don't think I really... Let's, <laughs> I was listening to that. Matt, we can live in a world where we don't know the answer to things. Yeah, I guess so. Google doesn't make anything more fun. Tell that to the mom. Shots fired, in, Google. In Russell Madness. She yeah. can Google anything. You know, this is a chance to dive into the Airbud Cinematic Universe more. <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty sure Spire there's Spire some... Mate. I don't think that's a sequel. Oh, but... You can do most sequel? extreme primate. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Um, most, most valuable primate. And then most vertical primate. Yes. Maybe Triple X State of the Union. Is that a sequel? Oh, or gosh. is that a reboot? No, that's a sequel. Yeah, with uh, Ice, Cube? Ice Cube. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. Charlie's gonna, Angels Full Throttle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to get real weird with it. <laughs> this is going to be pretty fun. I'm excited for these nominations. I'm going to watch Rocky Four. Which Ro- one starts Rocky with Rocky, like, singing by a fire in a garbage can? When he's singing Take It Back? Uh, do, do, I think do, it's him do, do, with a whole back. bunch of African-American fellas. And his brother, Frank Stallone, and Adrian. Really? Yeah, that's the second one. Okay, so we definitely watch that. Mm-hmm. 
It was weird. My okay. favorite one is the third one. Rocky Two is probably the best one. Is the third one with Clubber Lang? Yeah. <laughs> I want Balboa. <laughs> He's dope. Yeah. I like that weird. dude. And uh, Hulk Hogan's in that movie. No, that's cool. His name's Oh Thunderlips. shit. Speaking of Hulk flesh, Hogan, baby. I think you just gave me an option. Were you ever a Three Ninjas fan? Heck yeah. We can watch Three Ninjas kick back. Did you, the one with Hulk Hogan? Oh. Where they go to like an amusement park? <laughs> I think it got real like yeah, there's, nonsensical. Uh, Rocky, Colt, and Tum Tum. Tum Tum. Shanley, are you familiar with the Three Ninjas franchise? I know it's like your favorite movie. <laughs> And I know that I am not looking forward to watching it. Hell yeah, it is. I'm Rocky and you're my Emily. Rocky loves Emily. Rocky Rocky loves. I'd be down for that. I always wanted to know how their weird, like, can phone technology worked. (laughs) Uh, I don't know, man. Oh, how about Mortal Kombat Annihilation? It's one of the worst movies. Yeah, that's also, that's not bad. We can go that route. It's a horrible movie. I think we have video game adaptations on the wheel. <laughs> what? We have video game affaptations. That's better. It is better. <laughs> I love a good affaptation. <laughs> that's um, that's yeah. how I affapted the spelling of adaptation. I don't know, man. This is going to be fun. I'm just going to have to see what's out there. I'm going to just put out some feelers, you know? I wish it was my week to spin. Why? Because I love me. Shanley, do you have any concerns about this bad sequel spin? I mean, yes, but <gasps> not... Planes, Fire, and Rescue. Yeah. <laughs> not any more than regular Jimmy's Choice. <laughs> so, I feel like you'll do a great job at picking something you will hate. I'm just curious. <laughs> on any given week, does the spinner have fun? Like, we watch these movies that we usually don't like. Was this fun for you, Shanley, watching how much we hated Russell Madness because it was your choice. It really was. I feel like it was a roller coaster of emotions. There'd be times where it'd be like, yes, this was such a good choice. This was the worst movie ever and I love it. And it's fulfilling the ABCU and just like really opening our horizons to all the other options that were there. You remember we all waited to the end for a post credits? Oh my god. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. I am never tired, but apparently last night I was super tired because not only did the credits start and it said Russell and then it said Sean Bowman or something like that. And for a brief moment, I was like, that dog has a last name. Um, And so I told you guys about that. And then afterwards, because we watched the movie with the lights off. I was really disappointed when the credits ended and it just went back to the Amazon screen because I was certain since the lights were still off, that meant there was a post credit scene. We, we threw out some ideas. Like, what if what if the original Airbud came in with an eye patch talking to Russell and putting together a team? <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, I was excited. I thought that something was going to happen. Or, or I think I proposed the hammer is like in a dark warehouse rolling up a newspaper <laughs> planning his revenge on Russell. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So wait, so we were talking about whether it's, um, been, fun whether it's been fun for anyone. 
So if I can go through the order and just ask if anyone had fun watching any of the movie, because okay. I know you had fun picking this movie, but I think that that's you... where it ends. I think it's really fun picking it well, and so... announcing it, and then it's then no one has fun watching it. I had some fun watching it. I had fun, and then there would be times be like, oh wow, what did I? Dude, what have what I, I done? Do? What have I done? Um, you had fun sleeping through it because you slept through a bunch of this movie, as usual. I did, but to be fair, it was two in the morning. Yeah. So I don't feel that bad. And also, Shanley, there was not a single moment in this recording that you were dozing off because you were enjoying talking about it so much. Yes, I haven't fall- fallen asleep during the recording. That's a huge sign. Way to go, Shanley. <laughs> Congratulations, you did your job. Um, so I would argue it's equally your job to fall asleep during the recording. Shanley, it's her your, your first spin was Movie Jar, and I know you had fun with that. And then it was Batman and Robin, which you partially slept through. Yes. But was that fun? Yeah. That was the first of our movie nights. It was an exciting new concept. I I had a lot of fun with that. Okay, your second spin was Strictly Shanley, and you got Brokeback Mountain. Now, I imagine you had fun spinning Strictly Shanley, <laughs> but did you have fun watching Brokeback Mountain? I have her on recording going, yay, yay, yay! <laughs> I have been wanting to watch that movie for years. Mm-hmm. So, That's yes. Yes, I had, had fun. Fun watching heartbreak unfold yeah. on screen. I mean, <laughs> yes, it was it was sad, and I enjoyed at least being able to have that experience. Okay, then you spun Nicolas Cage filmography, and you watched Ghost Rider: Spirit of Vengeance. We all watched. Was Ghost that Riders. fun? Um, that was probably the least fun already going through these experiences. But you know what? As a team player. We had a lot of fun with the um, Ghost Rider franchise. Scratching at the door. You know? I guess. I've been married to you for a little over six months now. And your it's concept of fun is fascinating to me. Okay. That sounds weird. I think out of context, that might sound strange. Matt, you rolled Matt's parents' recommendation first. And we watched Ford v. Ferrari. Fun? I was not happy about rolling that. And I did... and. I mostly didn't enjoy the movie, even though the characters are really funny. All right. Then you got Bad Sequel, and we watched Jaws 4, The Revenge. I think you had fun then. I love every aspect of that. I was so glad I spun Bad Sequels, and I loved that movie. It was very fun. Okay. So there's one. And then I was happy to make you guys watch it, too. I I think we all had a good time with that. And then... Shailene didn't fall asleep in that movie. And then you did Failed Superhero Franchise, and you forced us to watch Steel <laughs> multiple times. times. I watched it thrice. Yeah. Uh, was that fun? It was really fun choosing it, and because I knew where the movie was going periodically, I could look over at your guys' faces and then watch you guys react to it in real time. But so, was yeah. it fun the second time? No. Or third for some people? I couldn't say that because I didn't watch it a third time. Uh, so you have one that was fun. You had two. Yeah. Okay. You had two fu- two-ish fun ones. 
That's why they call me Too Fun Matt. My first spin was Ghost Rider, and we all know how I feel about that. Then I had Song of the South. I also had a great time during that. I forgot we had to watch that. Uh, then Pet Cemetery, and I think I had a good time watching that. So I think, fun? huh? I guess, who was saying that we weren't having fun? Matt. I was trying to figure out if it's fun for the spinner when we watch that movie. I I had fun for all of my picks. Okay. Well, you got another one coming up, bad sequel. And I think this is going to be the funnest of all. I'm trying to get real bonkers this week. Okay. All right. Well, you've heard it here, folks. We'll see everybody next time on Movie Night, right here on the Weekly Watch Wheel, where we'll watch a bad bad sequel. Movie. (laughs) He nailed it that time. Thanks for listening to the Weekly Watch Wheel. If you had as good a time as we did, be sure to subscribe, tell a friend about us, maybe even leave us a review. Hit us up on Twitter at WKLYWatchWheel or via email at WeeklyWatchWheel at gmail.com. Peace! It's the Weekly Watch Wheel!